listening to the Blender Animation Studio Podcast. Brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Is your Harry Potter exceeding warp speed? Use the Force candle on the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org. Joining us today is Andy Goralcik. Hey, hello. Francesco Siddi. Hi. Dr. Sergei Sherbin. Hey. And I'm Yalti Amazon. Here's your host, Francesco! All right. Welcome to episode number 63 of the Blender Animation Studio Podcast. Ah, you said it right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, let's... Uh, Today we catch up with uh, what we've been doing in the past several weeks, and uh, we haven't had Sergey in uh, in a while because mm. uh, he's been very busy with all sorts of stuff. So most of the podcast is actually going to be about him. Yeah, we, we didn't tell him <laughs> <laughs> actually. But I don't have a question. Like it's sixty six, sixty three, sixty three. Yes, sixty three. But it cannot be Blender Animation Studio Podcast sixty three. We are not Animation Studio for that long. Okay, maybe this, this is why yeah, we, we gotta kick him out. Right, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rebranding, rebranding. We figured it out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, well, so thank you for joining us, uh, Sergey. And um, so, what's been uh, what's been going on, guys? Uh, last time we had uh, uh, we had Pablo. We talked about Coco, and then mm. we went back to work uh, on the Spring project. Yeah. And uh, how's so, that going, Andy? Yeah. Uh, great. Uh, I'm I'm learning so many things right now. Yeah. Uh, we're we're currently um, doing kind of a crappy uh, layout pass, so mm -hmm. to speak, on uh, three of the most crucial scenes of the film, which are somewhere in the middle. And uh, these scenes are very important for uh, for the character development and the depiction of the main character Spring. So um, we put. Two of our best people on the job, Chelty and Pablo. Oh wow, I'm one of them. Okay. And uh, I'm I'm doing some other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and uh, and we're we're trying to lay out these scenes that are um, yeah they're originally like in in the in the script they existed only as bare bones, mm -hmm. so to speak. And now we are trying to uh, infuse uh, some more character into into spring and also make sure that she like she goes through some learning process during this film. That's where we're kind of uh, prototyping these scenes to see if that actually works. And we're doing it in Blender and in 3D, which is uh, great. Yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of merging a little bit instead of doing um, storyboards that are more detailed perhaps and then making an animatic, we're kind of merging the, the idea of that and layout, and we're doing something that's kind of half yeah. and half. So, so it's, so it's a like very, a sketchy layout. Yeah, very crappy models, uh, low resolution geometry. Mm. But I think it's great. Like uh, it's it's many it's so helpful in many more ways than storyboards because you're actually mapping out the space that things uh, need to happen in. Yeah, and then you can save some time later on when you're uh, you know when you're starting to do the real thing and the set design. Then you you actually know where things have to be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's pretty useful. Of course, it's not as fast as uh, as just making a drawing or so, um, but I think we have a pretty clear picture of what's going on right now. Yeah, I, mean, I think we're moving yeah. in the right direction with it. Yeah, yeah. So Andy. cool. Yeah. So Andy, can I ask a question? Sure. Okay, so this anima crappy animatic type mm -hmm. of a thing. Previous crappy matic. Pre previous yeah, I'm crappy trying to, I'm trying to rebrand it to call it previous because yeah. this crappy matic thing, yeah, anyway. Pre-matematic <laughs> pre thingy. <laughs> because you can, like when you do the, the uh, storyboard, yeah. 
you can probably already discard some of the ideas like, hey, don't even work, so why to bother put them into even crappy animatics? Yeah. So do 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 you feel like some time is being wasted on Yeah. On this? I'm I mean it's not I would say, yeah, it's definitely not the most efficient way to do things, but I uh I I kind of know where we're going and we're not like deviating a lot like from that road. Um and uh, like it's just a matter of how do we like how do we choose certain actions that the characters take, uh, what do they do at which time, and then how do we show that, how do we frame it, and so on. And, uh, and we don't, we're not gonna, you know, make suddenly make cats rain down from the mm-hmm. sky or so. Uh, so okay, there's one other aspect to this also. There is pretty much no dialogue in this entire thing. Yeah, that means it's very. Uh, kind of visually driven and it it relies on acting beats that might just be a look or a moment or whatever it is. And it gets very hard to just sketch those out in a hurry and try to make them read properly or whatnot. Uh, And by doing it in 3D, you can kind of like just test a couple of things out and you see already if something's working or not. Uh, You know, there's pros and cons to, to... you know, this way and the other way. Yeah. Uh, but I, I kind of find this way a little bit more endearing. Yeah, and I think uh, like we, we're also doing a sort of hybrid. Mm. Well, hybrid sounds a bit too pretentious, but uh, like I, yesterday I was just, I was doing a really quick and crappy storyboard for uh, Pablo to, you know, to map out his scene um, mm. just to communicate what I had in my head and then just bring it, try try to tell him exactly what, like what the hell am I thinking off here yeah so uh and that was quite quite cool so i was actually uh happy that i managed to you know knock out like 40 drawings or so and half your sketches day, so. are pretty good yeah i hope they're <laughs> thanks <laughs> I, I just hope that they're they communicate what i want and then like from then on we can build on that and improve yeah, things so totally. yeah it's uh it's pretty cool and i see you've you've also made some sketches while you were uh doing yeah, the scene not as good but yeah little tiny little thumbnails yeah so uh, so we're kind of doing a rough path first and then we can, you know, our our sketches are really crappy, but still we need to communicate our ideas to some other people. So, so that's why I think the the previs <laughs> is uh, is actually a, a very good tool because it kind of you know, unifies this whole style mm. a bit. Do you think it's something which, which would be the way to go for the next projects as well, like any type of next projects or is it just a way to do a specific project just because of I think it the depends it on the project. Yeah. If if uh, if we had a project that is like heavy dialogue driven, so there's a scene where like it's it's like a stand up comedy routine or something where like it's it's very snappy and actors are talking yeah. over each other and whatnot. Uh, it it would probably be easier to convey that just with sketches and and whatnot. Yeah. But when it's just pantomime and you really have to uh, relay some information that can only be relayed in a look or. You know, a moment like that. But also, I mean, we did a first uh, storyboard of the whole film, and mm. uh, and like we, I hit my personal limitations with that, just to you know, show what I actually want to show. You know, these incredible mountainscapes and uh, masses of clouds moving through through mountain peaks and that kind of stuff. So I can only draw so much, and I think that's uh, like we we can do that in 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 Blender much better, um, just to show. What is what what is going on, and not like have a bunch of stick figures or so running down, uh, uh, like jumping around the frame or so in black and white. So, mm. um, but I mean, 
I think nothing beats a really good storyboard and a, a good storyboarder. I mean, you can work so much faster than we are doing it right now. Yeah, there is also to add <clears throat> the fact that uh, at this point we are trying to actually wrap it up, like the story development process mm. and uh, working, like changing medium and going from uh, 2D to 3D. In a way, it also brings in that constraint, which is great because you start really seeing how those shots are supposed to look like. And of course, you can you lose a little bit of freedom of exploration. So yeah, you can reboard you cannot reboard the entire sequence uh, in a matter of hours, but that's exactly the point. Like we're actually yeah. really trying to get to the core of the issue. And in fact, uh, the original plan was to start from the beginning to do the opening sequence, which is of course very important. But then for the sake of really trying, like making sure that the story works in the place where we need it to, at the core of the story, the uh, the guys actually have been working on that part. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that that's very good because at uh, this point it really feels more tangible. You really get a sense of the timing and the cameras and how things are laid out. And you see, okay, it's, it's going in the right direction. And it makes you feel confident for everything else, especially what comes before. And, uh, and, and you feel much more safe. And in the past projects, this happened already a few times that you are working towards something and there is this important story bits that happen later on in the story that are not 100% figured out. You know you're going to have to figure it out and that somehow is going to work. But you have to do a lot of other things in the meantime. And I think knowing like what the, what you have, you know, uh, at the core of the story really works and that it's done. Uh, I think that's for the project a great uh, morale. Yeah. Like mm. It keeps it up. So, it also infers a lot. Yeah, yeah, of course. And yeah, that because too. that's kind of the, 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 the meat of the entire thing. Absolutely. And then what, ha like what happens up until then might shift, yeah. uh, shift you know, in different directions depending on what that what that thing yeah. happens you know in the, totally in the but it's like it's that turning point in yeah. the middle of the film that we're like we're walking towards exactly we're building up to so yeah. yeah so like maybe on a more practical level um you know what uh, uh both Hialti and andy like uh, what uh, have you guys been doing in order to go through this uh, through this process how are you working right now uh in one so I have a I have a particular scene where it's like the girl is meeting this creature creature thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know the, the word for it, but it's like the big creature. So she's meeting it, and she has the dog there. And there's a certain um, uh, character flaw that she has. Kind of, she's a little bit more spontaneous or, or impulsive, and then she needs to kind of learn to relax and follow the dog's lead in relaxing and then that that's yeah. how she relax can kind of and reconnect with nature connect yeah. with the, the, the creature and yeah and that's know. how she kind of can overcome the things she needs to overcome in yeah. that moment um it all goes a little wrong but yeah. you know that's, that's kind of besides <laughs> the point um and i would say um maybe the way i'm doing it is not the smartest way of doing it uh, but it has pros and cons to it, which is it's all one blender file. And then I'm just using markers to mark off another shot and then just hooking it up to different cameras. Mm -hmm. That does mean that I have now... 50 cameras. Yeah, exactly. Like in what, a very narrow 50? space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's I think I'm at shot 22 right now or yeah. 21, something like that. But there are like a couple of 
kind of extra cameras from when I was experimenting with something and I don't want to delete them right now. Yeah. So I want to keep them still there. So you just have this jungle of cameras. Camera zero one, zero one, camera yeah. zero zero. Two. No, no, I name them properly and all okay. that. But okay. but uh, <laughs> it is, you know, you forget how many cameras are there until you just hide that one layer. Yep. And all of a sudden, like, oh, I can see again. You know, it's like putting up glasses all of a wow. sudden. And I also, never hide anything. I just have them all there. Oh. And, and I'm usually the guy cleaning up these files from, from like, the past projects. Mm. <laughs> now I know. Cursing like, everybody. And, yeah, and, now I'm, I don't care. I just <laughs> put them all over the place. It's so freeing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know, what? no matter what, this is supposed to be kind of like a sketch. Yeah. And later on, there's going to be the real file that's going to be made. And this is only an inspiration step yeah. towards that. I also like I I kind of now got used to the the disconnect that happens between you know dreaming up crazy stuff mm. and then executing it later because I'm sure future Andy is gonna like <laughs> kick me <laughs> for, for for making these things right now so yeah but uh, yeah once we once we get there it's gonna be a challenge and so also you've been uh, uh, for the camera specifically I recall we had a chat about it you are mostly just using free cameras not really a rig and only yeah. like in case you need it maybe you can parent something but yeah, you're keeping the, it deliberately simple exactly. also because of that so you can just have as many as you want very disposable very yeah. very fast and really like okay you should really not use this production <laughs> which is gonna be the challenge but I yeah. think in the past also for, for the agent in the end there was a reasonable way thanks to the shot tools yeah. to be like okay set up this file mm. and well the, I mean the cameras always had to be redone because we in, in the agent like I think there was no camera rig in the very beginning right or maybe there was mm. there but was but it was like a preliminary yeah. thing that wasn't and then at some point you started using a better one and then mm. uh, later on you started using another one and that was the final one that, that we used right there was, that was kind of compatible with the one we had in between yeah there were only two Really? Yeah. Uh, that last one was the same one, yeah. but for uh, because of misunderstanding, I think it was like when I went to my grandmother's funeral or something, and then I came back a week later, uh, Colin had misunderstood something about that rig, asked a lie to add a feature on top of something, which made no sense if you actually knew how this thing worked. And then uh, it looked and felt like a different rig, but it was the same one hmm. that just had an extra layer on top of something for wow. no reason. Wow. Because I guess they didn't want to call me and interrupt me in my morning or something. <laughs> you know, like, hey, yo, what's up with this thing? You know, I could have just, uh, I could have fixed that situation right, right there and then. But no. Uh, so and we have a bit of a legacy thing going on. The, the reason why we're not using a camera rig right now is just because, like in addition to having these 50 cameras, you would have 50, 50 rigs, rigs yeah. in there and you would have to duplicate them all the time and ma yeah. manage these. It's too much hassle, uh, too yeah. much stuff. How many bones does the camera rig have? It's, uh, I think it's like five, six, oh. maybe something like that. So it's nothing crazy. It's just that you have two objects to manage instead of one. And that's a bit, yeah. yeah. So talking of rigs, mm -hmm. you've also been, you know, you mentioned, yeah, I have this layout file, I have the girl, I have the dog, I have the creature, mm -hmm. is the camera. So you've actually done quite a bit of rigging in the past yeah. uh, in the past couple of weeks, especially the girl and the dog, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's nothing to be proud of necessarily, but it is a functioning rig to yeah, the that's pretty good. It's to the degree that we need it. Yeah. Of course, I'm not like hiding anything underneath. So you see like all these intersections every now and then. 
because later on when we do the actual thing, there are like those things will be hidden. It's one of the fanciest layout rigs I've ever seen. Hmm. Yes. That yes. I'll take that as a compliment. Yes. Thank you. It is. That's <laughs> like and also and like, you know, you were working on it, it was like, come on, this was supposed to be not so good. And and it's of course it's not, you know, interaction it's not and friction great. between clothes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But it's like absolutely yeah, you've set uh, the bar pretty high. It's absolutely it's functional. Yeah. And you can do all the facial expressions and you Kinda, can do yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's really cool. And yeah. uh and, and it's great to see. And I think in, in again, like when when this process was happening and we were trying to budget the time and understanding how long things would take we were like okay let's try to invest a bit more so that then when you actually get these shots uh, you know you're gonna have to lay out dozens and dozens of shots so having a character that is actually easy to handle and that is a bit polished uh, spending those couple of extra days at that point instead of always trying to fix things down the line it seems to be paying off already now that you have another animator that is working on it that is not so Experience with all the Blender quirks, so having something that just works that already pays yeah. off. He's nodding, at least, so that's at least <laughs> semi-intuitive. Yeah, so that that's, that's that was always in my back of my mind yeah. because I see down the road. I see mm-hmm. that I'm I'm also one of the people that needs to in yeah. that conveyor belt needs yeah. to be you know taking on that rig and using that rig. Yeah, and I know um, the kind of this crapomatic layout, previs or whatever that we're making, it can only be as good as the rigs that are being used for sure. it. Yeah. So like if they if it doesn't have facial animation at all, like nothing, no no facials, that means you can't have a smile. Yeah. And all of a sudden a thing that needs to be conveyed is not being conveyed there. Totally. So it did escalate a bit where I was like, and a little bit more here. And then a little <laughs> bit more. So I spent like twice the time I should have. But yes. No, I, I think, think it's worth especially it. for in your and your layout Thing, which is, I would call it a layout because it's already mm. very good and it shows the the, the emotions and mm. everything. So it, it's definitely worth showing that. And now I'm going like through all my the, the old shots I did and mm. I just add some facial keyframes, I would call it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> call it animation, but right. yeah. yeah. And uh, just to, to show what is actually happening. And I think that's so useful. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah and then we're going to get Juan Pablo himself the man the legend the bland uh, the the, the, the <laughs> oh that doesn't make sense uh, mr blenrick mr to make the actual rigs and that's when you're going to see highly detailed professional rigs not this weird thing that i have this cocktail of half and half yeah yeah i'm very excited about yeah, seeing it yeah awesome so basically we can expect you guys to keep you know doing this for the next uh, few weeks and uh, at the same time start iterating over the production well, not tomorrow happening. you suckers I'm going to uh, a colder place than here <laughs> yes I'm going to Iceland for Christmas <laughs> for like two yes, weeks yes exactly so after that after I, that I mean, yeah, we will pick it up again yeah. and, and go on we're, we're also going to have we're, we're having a dog and yesterday mm. you talked about like making a really good dog rig because yeah. I mean uh, Pablo worked on uh the Secret Life of Pets. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. I was just trying to think how many dog movies did he make? <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, so we had a conversation about that, about, um, for example, the, the layout rig that I that I have, that I made myself like with with for the layout version of the dog. Um, I was experimenting. I had already had a conversation with him about it. And I was experimenting with a couple of things there, not taking it to the full extreme, but, you know, like, can I just play around with a little bit like the front legs and the hind legs, make them work differently? So I do totally separate uh, experiments with them. And then um, it was very interesting because uh, when we look back at, at Coro from like 
coming on this. Um, the way the legs work, this is not, they, they don't work just like a, a biped and then duplicate the, the feet and that's mm-hmm. it. I mean, the, these legs for the different species, they work really differently. I mean, some species just walk on their fingers, essentially, or toes. But Coral, was he based on Frank from Cosmos? Mm, well, it's the other way around. I mean, I think. Yeah, yes, because uh, Caminandas 2 came before yeah, exactly. Cosmos. Right, but, but was the Caminandas 2 rig the same as for Caminandas 3? I think it was a different one. It was lightly updated, I think. Yeah, I think it was updated. <laughs> it, it, it couldn't be the same because for Commander 3, we used a different, we used new dependency graph. Right. Mm. And the Commander 2 rig doesn't work a new dependency graph because of real yeah. dependency cycles. It was that. definitely updated, yeah. It, it was totally updated for yeah. ju- at least to solve that issue. Yeah. At least that's what I know from technical side. Yeah, yeah, totally. For From the animation, I'm not sure maybe there were more controls or so. <laughs> So, uh, so I, many bones. So I, vi- I wish I could like explain this more visually, but you know, if I just had to describe it. So you have like, for example, the hind legs of the dog. Mm-hmm. So the dog is kind of walking on his toes, right? So his, uh, if I'm just imagining it's a hand. So, okay, he's walking on his fingers, making it more complex. And his, the palm of his hand is actually kind of more airborne, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, but if he sits down, that thing does not become airborne anymore. So having an IK solver on that thing is not going to be great if he needs to sit down, for example. So you can have an IK solver on maybe the two le- two bones above that in the kind of chain of, of the leg. Uh, but you're but then you're always going to have that problem with like every single frame that you're posing the, the, the creature, the dog, you have to take that bone, that hand bone, and you have to um, manually like put it where it needs to be. And from talking with Pablo, apparently that was like a common thing where they had to like look at the pros and cons of having, having it be one way where it's great for just running around, but then it's horrifically bad when you're sitting down or doing like more you know particular shots. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I kind of came to the same conclusion. And I think we, we both agreed that that is worth it. Just have to do that manually just for the benefit of, of making it be right and making it not wiggle or whatever if he needs to sit down or do this and that. It's basically, I'd, I'd rather do something more manually rather than having to counter animate, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Would, it be, would it make sense to kind of make, a, make it switchable so you can use the one thing and under one circumstance and then while you're doing something quick that just has to work switch to something else or well is that not possible the the thing about it is if you were to switch it um you essentially aren't it's a little bit it's hard to describe it but um you were you would be not only switching that one thing mm-hmm. because it would be hooked up to an ik yeah, solver right. But it's basically having like two separate chains per leg, right? It's like having yeah. an FK thing and an, an IK thing. In that case, you would have two different IK things, right? Yeah, which I'm not a huge fan of. I'm not a huge fan of, mm-hmm. of having like um, IK bones that have like two pole targets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It gets very, um, gets very annoying really quickly um, how you want to use it. And it just doesn't do what you need it to do and, and, and all that stuff. But if you had a switch, you would not only be switching a section from IK to like this manual thing, mm-hmm. but now also half of that section is part of a new section that is a new IK thing. So 
switching back and forth becomes this really complicated thing. And it, mm-hmm. I promise it'll pop. <laughs> okay. You know, when you switch it from one to another. So, but I don't mind doing things a little bit more manually. And it does mean that you, you get very, you can get very detailed into the shape of the leg when you have to do it, which is good. So this movie will have the best dog animation yes. we ever did. Uh, by definition. Yeah, by definition. <laughs> well, because they didn't do any no, dog Dixie. Dixie? Dixie? Yeah. yeah. Which is the most realistic dog animation <laughs> we I ever think did so we've far. ever done. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yes. So yes. And we I'm might improve upon ourselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, longer legs. But here are the expectations. Mm-hmm. No, no, okay, it totally fits into your personality. You're that guy who keyframes everything on every frame because yeah, you but, don't but, trust uh, interpolation. Yeah, but that. Why does, would you trust IK Solver? Um, IK Solver with two bones is great. Okay. It's, it's great. No, no it, pops. IK, it could pop still. No, well, uh, I mean, that's why you frame by frame to make sure. <laughs> But if you had to do FK, just like they did in Toy Story 1, because they didn't have IK solvers at that time, they have to counter-animate constantly. And that's when you're, you're spending way too much time. Uh, and you can see if you zoom in on like Toy Story or whatever, and you look at the legs, they're floating a little bit. Uh-huh. Like they really tried to make them be stationary, uh-huh. but they still float a bit. Uh-huh. It's sad. That movie holds up, by the way, still. It's great. <laughs> I will be dogging it. So this was uh, audio rigging with Hjalti Hjalmarsson yes, thank you. at the Blender. So for Animation the three Studio of you podcast. that didn't tune out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it's very interesting to hear about it. It's just, uh, it's just funny because if uh, if people understand, they're able to follow. No, it's like uh, Juan Pablo's listening to it. And he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Or like doesn't even agree with me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, like what are you even talking about? Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> All right, all right. Why, why don't we stream it on a video? I think we used to. We used to. It's, it's too boring. Too boring. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. a couple of guys, nerds, sitting around nerds. in a circle. Nerds. Yes. Nerds. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, me, let me switch things up a little and uh, give you uh, an update on a couple of things that have been happening on the cloud lately because Ooh. then it's going to be surrogate time. Like We actually oh, no. want to know what is happening with Blender itself. This is why it's the Blender. And we should do Oh, okay. But it's the Blender one. So um, uh, there is uh, the you know next to Spring there is the Hero Open Movie Project that is happening on the Blender Cloud as well. And uh, the other day uh, Daniel Lara posted an update on the status of the project. And uh, Antonio Vasquez, uh, one of the lead developers uh, of uh, the Grease Pencil project for Blender 2.8, published a very nice article on the CodeBlender.org blog post blog. Sorry, and uh, you can actually see what's the what's the status of the project, and there's lots of videos and pictures and explanations of what the targets are. There are lots of funny comments in the comment section, and it looks uh, extremely extremely promising. And uh, so, if you if you didn't have the chance to check it out, you should definitely do it. Uh, the work on uh, here is going to continue in the next uh, months. There is no. Uh, release date set yet but i think at the beginning of the next year we will probably make an announcement uh, and uh, and yeah i mean that's going to be mind blowing the it's guys going to be out when 2.8 is out right uh, right right <laughs> maybe before i mean depends how fast 2.8 is i think it's easier to finish here than to finish 2.8 so what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> we can finish 2.8 in one week i mean of course you can you can always call it done but uh, yeah that's uh, that's another story and uh, on the uh, Agent 327 uh, side, instead, we have been uh, selected for a, a handful of other um, short film festivals. 
And uh, in order to make it less boring and just make a, you know, just say, okay, this time we've been selected for this, this time we won this award, I actually made an awards page on the Agent 327 project on the Blender Cloud. Mm -hmm. So I will be updating that list and you can actually see the dozens of festivals where we are participating and hopefully being selected and maybe even uh, hopefully winning. But so far our, our uh, ratio of submissions versus uh, uh, select victory or selection has been very, very high. We've been rejected only by a couple of hmm. festivals and a couple couple of major festivals. Mm. <laughs> <That's> no! <laughs> so, but yeah, that's, even uh, notice that Ton now has a little case for all the awards. Yeah, yeah, now we, we need to, you know, get case and get cases and cases. Like, actually, we have one very nice award that is coming um, shipped from the States. Oh, the one with the, 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 yeah, sort of yeah, the globe thing? Yeah, the global shorts. Yeah. So we, we, we mentioned that we, that we won that, uh, that festival, but we didn't really write about it because I'm waiting for the award to arrive because yeah. it looks really, really fancy. It better not be broken. And they <laughs> sent it with the US postal service. Mm -hmm. And so it didn't arrive yet. Oh, it's it's taking take weeks. It's taking weeks. And I just checked on the, on the tracking website. It's like, it's en route. Like that's the only thing that you see oh, in the wow. page. So I'm like, well, I hope. Let's. We can only hope that it uh, gets here. So that's that's very exciting to see a, a bit of a recognition for the for the agent. And uh, still speaking about the agent, uh, recently Pablo finished the uh, animation for the alternative ending that we talked about <gasps> last time. And uh, we are now moving on to the rendering. So yeah. I've been spending some uh, some time yesterday and today to uh, prepare, like to to move, the, to create lighting files for those uh, animations. So taking basically the existing shots and swapping in the animation and a couple of other things. And uh, it seems to be like work in progress, working okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, so hopefully at the beginning of the next year that will be uh, that will be out there. So it's, uh, it's really cool. And it's fun to be using Blender every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This time I've been opting for a, a non-conventional solution. I'm actually using Linux and Blender. It's like really what? open source. And uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, the, that's the state of uh, the agent. And um, there's I mean, one more thing. What is it? Uh, uh, the daily dweebs. Yeah. So the stereoscopic. Yeah, exactly. There is going to be a blog post about the, the 3D stereo release of the dweebs, yeah. uh, especially because all the frames uh, and the sound of that uh, short are now available on xif.org, which is this portal that collects basically all the frames for all our open movies. And that's, uh, that's very great of them to, to host them. And uh, and so we will we will write about it, and then you can find also the frames yourself. So these are the 8K stereo frames. Yes. Big. Big. Like HDR. Stereo. 16 bit. Not HDR. But they are 16 bit uh, frames. So cool. yes, they are the highest resolution stuff we made basically. Wow. And uh, yeah, so that's that's coming as well. And uh, we are almost at the end of the month, and uh, I am planning to write a little. Uh, recap of the year for the cloud and publish it on the cloud to just go over of all of the things. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking about it. And I think last year I didn't do it in the end. I just wrote it in the newsletter. Mm. 
But this time, I think I will try to to put it there because it's it's in the amount of things that have happened both on the pipeline front, like with the Tract and Flamenco and and the, the project tools uh, and uh, the projects themselves, like the agent and Weebs and the development of Spring and Hero and and all those things. And went to to CTN, we went to Seagraph, uh, like yeah. we got over like is it a year now that we've had over a thousand cloud subscribers more in the, over the course of the last yeah year, right? exactly so it's like incredible. the more subscribers it's been it's been incredible so i think it's very good to at least take the time uh, every once in a while to celebrate all those achievements because in the daily life we tend to forget <laughs> <laughs> um yes and uh, so finally before i give the word to sergey i just want to mention that uh, sebron has been working very uh, hard on uh, uh, lots of topics for our pipeline, in particular the uh, asset management uh, part. So it means uh, um, file versioning and file management for the projects via SVN. And uh, we are looking into the integration of uh, that with uh, Attract and then further on with Flamenco itself. So to really bringing our pipeline together for the spring project, that's something that we really, really want to do. And uh, it's it's one of our main goals. For so that the means next that year. we have the versioning system on the cloud. Yes. And we, we don't have anything locally anymore. We can just, people can also just check out our repository. Yeah. Like mind. that, that thing, I, that part, I'm not sure, like it will be possible. Like, I mean, yes, technically it yeah. will be possible. And also, especially for cloud subscribers, it will be easily possible to create their own repository. So almost like in GitHub or in GitLab, you can just go and make a repository and then you can start working and sharing with other people. That's exactly what we are trying to do, but yeah. uh, for computer animation. And we, we've been using it on Spring so far and we have uh, two X external guys, yes. uh, David and Juan, Juan Pablo, yes. who have been using it, so it, it works. Exactly, right? yeah. Maybe the performance is not as good as having it like two meters away, as some <laughs> people have mentioned, like, oh, this is lower because it's online, but yeah, okay, but at like least it's online. gigabyte smoke cache doesn't <laughs> download. <laughs> exactly. So that's, of course, something we have to First world problem. work with, but <laughs> yes. So I am really looking forward to have Sibran in our next episode to actually get an update on how things are going and hopefully, you know, announce uh, more updates. Mm -hmm. But again, like there has been so many updates to to the cloud and 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 that uh, and, and, and our pipeline that is, is really great. It's really great. And Spring, of course, is just going to push it. And I think we are starting much better often when we were starting with the agent so even just attract i think we started the agent without it mm. and now we actually can do you know spring with it just from the beginning even if it's okay not all the features not everything everything but it's already better than what we had before so i see a yeah. progress there and it's cool speaking um, of cool speaking of blender oh speaking of cool <laughs> speaking of vip stereo <laughs> what about vips vr nay <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. I mean, the the if you've seen the daily weeps, it, it is very much meant to be looked at from this one particular angle, and things are happening off off screen, and they come in from off yeah. screen. So, like, you just yeah. need to look left and right, and then get a spoiler, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> pretty like... much. So, just VR, it just doesn't work for that, yeah. unfortunately. But stereoscopic, but, but it still check, works. But you can check out the Dixie from like from all the angles. All the angles. Yeah, that's a, that's a great diversion, Sergey. But uh, no, 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 no. Let's okay. talk about Blender 2.8. The yeah. Blender that will be used for the production of Spring, or not? Eventually, Con it's a controversial topic. Yeah. Shall we decide on this now? Hashtag hype. Yes. Hashtag hype. Well, so how's it going, Sergey? What have you been up to in the past few months? 
weeks. Let's not make it too complicated. <laughs> trying to last make, 20 minutes. <laughs> trying to make animation work for Andy. And Chelty, right? He's the animator, right? Yeah. Right. Well, for, for, for yes, he needs to select. I was I, I was trying to, to to get it so that prepared files, like animated files, opening in 2.8, and you can hit Alt A and have the the proper animation play playback mm-hmm. in there. And it it started to work a few weeks ago for simple files, but then there are all the corner cases for for dupli groups, proxies, mm. and all the legacy stuff from just, just years like, ago. Um, it's it's a huge huge undertaking, right? Because it's taken you uh, like two weeks, months, weeks, but but, but it's the the the, the issue is is that okay, so you need to 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 like the, the okay, so. In 2.8, the way how modifiers works and everything works is the idea of copy and write that before you animate something, you create a copy mm-hmm. and then you do stuff on top of the copy so you can have multiple like different viewports, different windows looking at the same exact scene at different times and stuff like this, which basically means that we need to make reliable shift D happening in dependency graph. Mm-hmm. And when you shift D proxy in, in Blender, it sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and it screws all the, the character. What if you alt-D? <laughs> <laughs> ah, but if you alt-D, then you don't create copy on right, you create some, I don't know, some crazy thing. Black and hole. That, so yes. what does this, like, I mean, I've, I've heard it now, but what exactly is this copy on right thing? Is it something that happens in memory? Well, it is uh, happening in memory. So uh-huh. basically, like, we're introducing clear separation of what your objects are mm-hmm. and what is their status, what's their evaluated status in the particular context is. So mm-hmm. we, we know like uh, one of the representations, like, okay, so you have land file, you read it in memory. You know which objects do you have. And currently in Blender in, in 2.7, it's the, the database of those objects that also contain evaluated versions of everything. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to, to, to move to from one from frame one to frame ten, the animating system will evaluate F course and save the new values to exactly the same data blocks. And then when you save it, then like everything is saved. It's quite simple, works reliably. Downside is that you can't have two windows at two different frames or you mm-hmm. cannot have time offsets in groups. You cannot override anything because it's it, it's effectively the same exact object in all the contexts. Mm. So the copy and write creates the the copy of object before it gets evaluated to 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 support all those crazy stuff. And some of them are not so crazy. Some of them are really essential to have. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's it just takes time to 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 debug all this. Like you create a copy and then you 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 move to another frame and you need to partially update the data block, which means you need to copy some of the properties, but other properties you should keep because of various reasons. And debugging those issues is taking a lot of time. Hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. Because of course, one of the biggest challenges in this design is to keep it. Uh, efficient in terms of memory utilization and it's, it's like, not it's it's not even a target to to keep it memory efficient currently. Well, but we, 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 we will be totally fine if the memory like if you have twice as memory used, but everything works reliably. Mm. Like my, getting rid of all those crashes and some missing updates and everything that's 
what takes a lot of time. And then because you have so many pointers to keep track of, debugging all those issues becomes really, really tricky. And then you hit all those decisions from years ago, which needs to be solved properly now. Mm-hmm. And it takes time to understand why those pieces of code were written. What exactly were they you? Were, uh, were you the decision maker in any of those decisions? That's uh, not yet. Okay, you <laughs> <laughs> get to that. Uh, some of them, yes, the mask evaluation, but that was simple to solve. Oh, yeah, okay. That that was real simple to solve. Like others were like, what? What is this even doing here? It's like, seriously, like, why is it here? And then the read history, it's like fixing corner case with armatures. It's like, okay. Yeah, not t- very specific. Tell me more. I want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly it is. And then you go to, to, to IRC and talk to Campbell and Bising saying, hey, does this seem reasonable if you just remove this? Mm. It's like, hmm. Yes. <laughs> and then you remove this and then, and then you try to use Blender and it's like, actually, that was a really good reason why that chunk of code was there. And yeah. then you, you, you go on and fix it properly to, to, to support some transform snapping with different parenting involved in there. Okay. So at which state is it currently? You said it, you have it working now? So yeah, uh, and end of last week, I yeah. had one of the shots from spring opening in, in, in 2.8 uh, clay engine which probably also works with, with uh, EV because it is quite compatible and it can totally play back play huh. back play, play back yeah, the play animation back. Uh, the, the issue is the performance so it's not on a usable level for, for creating layouts and animation because like, there are much more updates happening than it should be currently Mm. And also the modifiers are using old derived mesh structures, which are getting rid of. And to 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 work around this problem, we like there is some hack in the code which allows modifiers to work with derived mesh and then converts them to 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 to, to a mesh data block, which is also extra compute computational things. Which mm. are the modifiers currently threaded or uh, that. Yeah, well, yes, they're threaded, but it's it, like it's just much more computation which happens currently in 2.8 compared to what it happens in 2.7. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like those issues, we know how to solve. It's just more, more or less technical thing to, to adopt all legacy code to a new designs and do some tweaks in dependency graph itself to, to avoid uh, the stupidity of updating data blocks when something changes in the original data block. And then you don't necessarily need to copy everything back. And you can reserve some stuff and save a lot of computational power compared to what happens now. But yeah, it's 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 just lots of things to, to, to keep track of and it's uh, everything takes time. And so, so when can we use it? Uh, <laughs> well, you can start now, then you start screaming, and then it will be a really good motivation for us to 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 really fix the issue. What if we just start screaming before we try it out? 
He's gonna know you're faking. Oh no! <laughs> Fake screams. You don't even uh, have technically 2.8 on your computer. That's yeah, so. true. <laughs> <laughs> like the worst phony. Andy's trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Andy's trying every so often. He says, this doesn't work. Okay, so which file to use? And he points me to the file. And then I, I just I, love I, checking it out every once in a while. It's really great. Yeah, and, and, and then I try to fix this. If you, if, if you scream before using it, the mm-hmm. question would be, okay, how do I reproduce the issue which you just encountered? But the, I can't <laughs> and, hear you. I'm screaming so loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't work. But yeah. uh, how about uh, uh, rigs, like and complex rigs with uh, hundreds and hundred thousands of bones, like the ones that we are about to use for this production? Is that Millions. going to be a problem? Millions. It might be a hyperbole going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, So bones on themselves, is not so much of a problem. We did quite a good job on new dependency graph to avoid all the threading overhead. So it should work, but it would it wouldn't be you cannot expect them to be marginally faster mm. comparing to 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 existing two point seven or anything because I mean the the two point seven we use in the studio we use it in new dependency graph already. So that's as fast as it could get. Mm. The threadability and everything. The issue is with, with lots of bones usually are the drivers. Because even if, when you have some simple driver saying, hey, I want to, 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 to copy this transform from something multiplied by 0.5, mm-hmm. what would happen internally is that expression will go to Python and you cannot run Python multi-threadedly. So what will happen is all of a sudden you need to have the global lock for the rig evaluation. And what it means in practice is because you, you, you start evaluating all the bones and all the available threads and then you, you see, oh crap, I need to evaluate Python driver. Then you only evaluate once at, one at a time and then all the other threads are wasting time. Mm. So there are ways to solve this, but it's just a matter of trying to allocate time for this. Yeah. And yeah, and like other reason why I don't like lots of bones because it's when something doesn't work, there are some random pops. It's like, oh. uh, hard to figure out what, which uh, well, bone is it? Yeah, what, which bone causes this? What, yeah. what, what trigger was trying to, 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 to achieve is this setup. Yeah. Trying to understand this, it's, it just takes time. So it's, it, it's constant, like scream like I want this problem to be reproduced with three bones yeah it's like no yeah it's always hundreds of bones involved well we are here so we look forward for next year where actually everybody as they come back from the holidays they will launch Blender from the little Blender launcher that they have on their desktop and Uh, (laughs) and then start cringing and screaming and screaming Sergey yeah exactly so that's that's if it doesn't work but that's not dependent I need a doctor (laughs) doctor. you have a doctor here in the studio I need another one another one (laughs) Yeah, so we will keep you posted with our adventure. But, but 2.8 is already used for Hero, technically. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, just don't I'm, use I'm any... I'm sure you can use Grease Pencil and MTs. <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag. Again. Irony. <laughs> I don't know. No, you, 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 can an, you can animate location of objects. Hey, yes. I've, I've used 2.8 for, for the SIGGRAPH demo and it was fairly usable. It was pretty great and I'm impressed how far 
it got so far. And and now that Clement is doing all these great things with Eevee with subsurface scattering, and I just want to get my hands on that, really. But here's on vacation. <laughs> well, then I'll wait. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm making it to work on Mac in another thing. We need a Mac developer, nah. and I see the candidate sitting next to me <laughs> was trying to use to plant it on a, on a Mac another day. So bad. Well, actually talking about developers and jobs, uh, a little side note, if you go on blender.org slash jobs, uh, we created a new little portal with uh, different kind of job openings. If you want to get involved with the Blender team or even here the Blender, uh, the Blender Animation Studio um, and work on uh, Blender uh, related uh, subjects. And uh, for example, you know, we're looking for someone who can help out with the bug triaging and support the developers in the actual, you know, trenches to really uh, assess issues and work with the core developers to prepare good reports uh, and stuff like that. It's a great uh, entry position for getting into Blender. Uh, and then, of course, like we're looking for someone who can help uh, maintaining uh, on the existing platforms and uh, also like some uh, engineers that uh, know how uh, coding works. And and uh, how architects, architecture works and how computer graphics work to help out on building 2.8. So check out uh, blender.org/jobs uh, if you are a, a software developer that wants to get involved in Blender. We'd love to hear from yeah, you. Is this page advertised? No, not really. This is like the first uh, kind of formal advertising that I that, that we ever don't made. No, don't tweet it. Yeah, but okay, then it's advertised. Then. No <laughs> but, need to. Like, but, 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 you can but, scratch what I just but, said. But, 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 but then, if you if you don't know this secret URL, you cannot go to Blender.org and say, "Hey, they well, actually it is, have." It is on the footer of Blender.org. Oh, it is. In yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's discoverable. It's just not you know in the top is menu. It, is, is it a little text? Yeah, seven pt seven px. But it has a, a little label that says "new" and it blinks. Okay, it doesn't oh, blink. It doesn't blink. Oh. But yeah, so <laughs> okay, so it is discoverable. Yeah. And especially also thanks to Pablo who helped uh, designing and making that page because it's Pablo uh, Vasquez. Yeah, Pablo Vasquez, of course. Uh, we we'll now have to say the last name with all the Pablos around. Yes, mm -hmm. depending on the context. Okay, so uh, you guys were talking about EV. I know there is a EV question in the uh, questions of the previous podcast, so we can move on to that. Yeah, and uh, Luciano Munoz asks, uh, "Hi, Luciano." Uh, I don't know if anyone has asked this before, but uh, is the target for Spring Project to be rendered in hashtag Eevee? And uh, along the same lines, uh, is it uh, uh, targeted for Hero to mix and improve real-time freestyle to be able to have matching styles to Grease Pencil or something uh, like that? So first part of the question, are we going to use Eevee for rendering Spring? Uh, I get that question sometimes, a lot. Like also during the, uh, during the conference, yeah. and uh, right now I would say no because the things we are going to do are so complicated that uh, like we need uh, cycles to do this. I mean, it's possible technically to do all these things like smoke rendering, volumetrics, uh, shadows, subsurface scattering, characters, and all these kind of things. It's po technically possible to do that in Eevee, mm. but um, you. Right now, I'm not fully satisfied with the, the quality you get out of, for example, shadow buffers, the, the shadow casting. Um, there's still some amount of small flickering that you get, which is uh, is understandable because it's uh, it's just made to be rendered really fast on the GPU. Um, but yeah, as long as these glitches don't appear in the final renders, I would probably not... Uh, consider EV for final production rendering on this 
And that's just like, I just remembered Big Buck Bunny. Like we had, we we rendered a whole film in in Blender internal. And even then we had these massive shadow buffer problems all the time, like this subtle flickering with the fur where you had to go and then uh, uh, go into the lamp view perspective and align the shadow buffer uh, carefully with with the hairs on the characters to make sure that it's not that you get the right amount of blurring and so on to to not flicker constantly. That stuff, like to get reliable, good quality renders without flickering, that just takes a long time. And I think Cycles has a big advantage here. Um, but I, then, like for all this previous work we're doing right now, EV will be totally essential because we can, and also the texture painting and uh, the environment design. Like uh, it'll give us so much faster feedback uh, right away without uh, having to render things. So I'm I'm sure it'll be like it'll be an essential part of the pipeline. But the final images uh, will probably be rendered in cycles. Yeah, and I mean, but if, then if we run out of time, we can always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the other hand, last week I was like I was waking up really early in the morning and I had this pipe dream of thinking oh, maybe we could render the whole thing in Eevee. So. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely for for getting previews, like high quality previews, and especially if it works like it does now, where a lot of you know, like I'm in occlusion or uh, like the shader, like the principal shader, how consistent it looks between EV yeah. and cycles. That's really impressive. So even if you don't have to use it, but for just seeing, okay, is everything okay? Are the textures, you know? loading properly do yeah. i really see what i'm expecting to see in the render that's even just saving you the time of pressing f12 and waiting for a five minute render i mean and even just for some passes where you just where you have to create like you have to make a complex environment with map paintings and that kind of stuff and if ev gives you a good example a uh, good result right away then yeah just sure just it, press yeah. f12 and render yep. in ev so, um, so one of the tests was using it. I think it was animation test from Agent back in the days. Mm -hmm. The healthy probably did it ages mm -hmm. ago. So that's one of the files I used to to test dependency Where graph. Where like up against the window and like going under the window and. Uh, no, that's like final for that thing. That's just a walk cycle of that agent. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. Like the one with the big ass head. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Different and proportions. That, <laughs> and I was using that. That. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was using that in 2.8 to, to check it and then I said okay what if I just switch Eevee yeah. and, it, and it shows quite close to, 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 to the final render too bad you're not on Twitter oh <laughs> man yeah, well, yeah it's a good thing it's a good thing so <laughs> was it hashtag yes. Sergeant Twitter yes yeah. follow hashtag Sergeant Twitter one of these days yes <laughs> cool um the hero the, question. The second part, yeah, was the hero question. So mixing and improving real-time freestyle to be able to match, you know, uh, grease pencils. So overlaid on top of grease pencil, I guess. There are no targets for, for free freestyle currently. Uh, the original author of it, uh, Tamito. Yeah, Kajima. Tamito Kajima. He, 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 he wanted to look into updating design for, for, for freestyle, but he didn't have time. Probably didn't have time yet to 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 think how it would fit into two point eight and work with, with all the other render engines which we're adding and everything. So, mm. all right, it's definitely something we we are looking into, but no definitive answer on anything here. 
Okay. Okay. Were there more questions? Yes, there is one more question, which is, hey, I have another question, and this is still Luciano, uh, regarding layers and collections. To my understanding, if I want an override on an object, so the object is green, but I want to override it to blue, I need to create a collection. Put the object there and override it in the collection. So the question is, if I want to do 25 different overrides, do I need to create 25 different collections? Sergey, 25 <laughs> overrides on the same object or? Yeah, that's not really clear. So because, because if you want to make 25 copies of the same object and override it in 25 different ways, in that case, you would want to do that. You would need to do that. Is that correct? Uh, I mean, you, you you can create multiple overrides per collection and then and, and say, I want to override material color, I want to override location, I want to override something else. Different properties, yes. Yes, different properties you can override within the, the same collection. Mm -hmm. If those are the same property which you wanted to override, then you would need to, to, to create separate collections. Because if you want the cube to be red, in one collection and blue in another one. Well, you also would need to override their location to separate them exactly. somehow. Yeah. Uh, on another hand, maybe stat static overrides might help here. The static overrides concept from Bastian. And uh, maybe that's something which could work here. Maybe you can link locally something. Yeah, but it sounds like that you know if you are, if you have a, a cap and uh, you want to have the blue version, the red version, and the green version, those are and if you want them to look like three different caps and see them all at the same time, meaning that they have to be on different locations, then yes, you need to do that. And uh, for more information, you can always check out the blog post on code.blender.org. Uh, that I a month ago wrote something about this topic, collections and uh, and groups and uh, all that all that stuff. And there is a lot of discussion happening right now uh, with the developers on the development portal about the, the the user experience and the design of how these features are going to work. So you can always check it out there. And I know that Dalai is working on a recap post about this. We miss this. you, Dalai. Yeah. Yes, uh -huh. yes. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully he's we listening have cookies. to this. Yes. <laughs> uh, these uh, were the questions. So I think uh, we are going to wrap this up because we have a very packed Star Wars celebration going to happen later today. Exactly. Yes. So there will be a Star Wars review no sp full of spoilers in like next year, if we still remember what yeah, the movie is about. Yeah, it's from now or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be great to, to talk about it. I yeah. don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be a surprise. So thanks That's a lot yeah. for tuning in and uh, see you next time. See you guys. See you. See Bye. You. You've been listening to the Blender Animation Studio Podcast. Brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Does your lightsaber expand in three different directions? See less stupid design choices on the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org.